J&K Podcast is brought to you by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Collar and Elbow was founded on the traditional values of professional wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product intended to connect with people on an emotional level. A symbiotic relationship where one cannot flourish without the other. We strive to create a product that embodies our passion for professional wrestling expressed through street fashion. Make sure to use promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout and receive yourself a sweet 10% off your entire order from CollarAndElbowBrand.com. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafell here on the J&K Podcast. What's up, guys? Of course, powered by the Grill Position and proud part of the Roar Network. Yes. Another week has come and gone here, Carl. Again, as I mentioned last week, just lots to talk about in the wrestling business. But before we get into all that kind of discussion, we actually have something pretty cool that I know that you want to talk about, something that you've gotten your hands on recently. But we're going to play a little clip to kind of get us talking about this here. And this is going to be revolving around the original, in my opinion, World Heavyweight Championship belt. That's right. Something that had come into being and was brought forth by Ric Flair on an episode of World Championship Wrestling back in 1986. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a listen to this, guys, and then I'm going to give a little bit of talk about something that I, like Joe said, recently got my hands on. So little segue. Yeah, here we go. Tony Schiavone, how about a moment of silence for the best-looking man on the face of this earth? You know, when I tell my pals, Rick and Keith Michaels, that I want to be styling and profiling on Jim Crockett's television show because Ted Turner is sitting upstairs in his office and wants a real dude out here on the big camera than Michaels of Kansas City Put it together. So bring the camera in one time. You like it? From the lizard shoes, huh? About 700 bucks to the Rolex watch to the biggest diamonds my fear can hold. You are looking at pure class. But wait just one moment. You see, when your name is Ric Flair and you represent the National Wrestling Alliance and you just happen to work for Jim Crockett Promotions, then every once in a while, Come on over here, David. The Crockett's dig down in their pockets to show some appreciation for what a real champion should be toting around. And you see, the whole country has heard about it. Now they're going to have a chance to see it. And I'm talking about $40,000 of 24 karat gold, silver, diamonds, and rubies with my name written on the front of it. That's right. Solid gold. The World Heavyweight Championship belt. Worn, owned, operated, and manipulated by yours truly. The World's Heavyweight Wrestling Champion. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, whether you like it or not, I'm custom made. Whether you like it or not, I'm your world's champion. And you know, you hear so much now around the world about everybody wanting to be the world's champion that I just like to take a time out of my schedule to come out here periodically and show y'all what the world champion's all about. Ronnie Garvin, 
Dusty Rhodes, Magnum TA, Bob Armstrong, Tommy Rich, Wawa McDaniels, doesn't make any difference. To be the man, Daddy, you gotta beat the man. And whether you like it or not, you know, the only difference between me and the guy in the red cape is I don't need a phone booth to bring my action in. You understand what I'm telling you? I'm the best there is. Woo! I'm the world's heavyweight wrestling champion. Woo! He certainly is. You bring somebody out here to follow that stuff, brother. Woo! Let's go to. So there we go. Probably, uh, I think, in my humble opinion, one of the better debuts, like of a, of a title, kind of being presented. And, you know, you have the obviously the the, the promobilia of Ric Flair, and um, that belt was pretty amazing looking back in the day. One hundred percent, it was. It was just so big. It was such a big belt. It was such just flashy. It was gold. It was color. It was mm-hmm. beauty. It was just everything that you could want in a championship title was right there in the world heavyweight championship title belt that Ric Flair debuted. Now, for those of you who may be, you know, kind of wondering, well, what belt was that? Because they really didn't kind of say it was the big gold. Mm -hmm. So you can go onto YouTube, you can go onto Google, type in big gold championship belt, and you'll be able to see exactly what that belt looks like. (laughs) Now, recently, um, I have a birthday coming up very shortly in a couple of days here and someone had gone out and got me a replica Mm -hmm. of the world heavyweight championship, big gold belt. I didn't know what to expect when getting this. Um, I'm not going to talk prices or anything like that. You want to find out prices, you can go to the website that I'll give to you in a couple of minutes here, but When I got this championship belt at my house and I opened up that box, I nearly had tears in my eyes over how beautiful this thing looked. I'm currently wearing it. I'm going to take it off for a second just so that you guys can maybe, maybe hear a little bit of this belt here itself. So you can kind of hear the... The buckles that are on it. Yeah. The buckles are kind of, you know, but then. So you can hear that. Yeah. There's thick plates on that belt. This this belt, okay, is made by someone over in China. The company is called Fandu Belts. Yeah. So you can take a look at them at fandubelts.com. This belt, the main plate and the side plates are, you're looking, are eight millimeters thick on this belt. Mm-hmm. The rubies and the diamonds that you have inside this belt look legit they are some of the best looking replica diamonds and rubies that i've ever seen on a championship belt this leather that is there it's fake leather but it feels so real it feels like it is an actual leather championship belt You got the white stitching that is around uh, the edges of this strap as well. Now, I had ordered what I I thought was going to be a little bit of a darker brown, but it's it's the red-brown strap that's on it because I wanted to try to make things look as official to the original as possible. Um, It came a little bit more red, kind of orangey, 
but I mean, still, I'm I, I'm in love with this thing right now. This is by far the best replica belt I have ever seen and ever owned or held in my hands. The weight on this thing is phenomenal. The plate is curved. The main plate is curved on it. And even up at the very top of the peak and down at the bottom at the little point, those are slightly curved as well. Yeah. So you've got the main plate that's curved itself to kind of go around your stomach, but then you've got kind of just a little bit of a curve as well that kind of goes up and down on each uh, top and the bottom. The nameplate that came with it is detachable, so I can yep. replace the nameplate if I want, but it looks almost exactly like the original nameplate that would have been on the big gold belt. I have personalized the nameplate with my last name, um, breaking kayfabe here for a minute. My real last name is Worth, yep. W-E-R-T-H, so I have a nameplate on there w-e-r-t-h i do believe if you guys go and take a look at the facebook page the jnk facebook page i have put some pictures on there um i'm gonna double check because if i haven't i have a ton of pictures that i will put on there for everyone to see mm -hmm. so 100 if you get the opportunity to go to fandubelts.com take a look at the replicas that they have there aren't many He's only uh, got about four of them right now. We're talking the big gold, the uh, Andre the Giant belt that... Uh, the custom one they had the, made for him. Yeah, the custom one that was made for him. The old Bob Backlund belt. Yeah, that one has some crazy amount of detail to it. it. it oh, yeah, that thing is phenomenally detailed. And then you've got the um, tag team belts from back in the day when, like, the British Bulldogs or the Hart Foundation Demolition, would have hold yeah. Demolition, you know. Uh, and it's, they called that one the Bulldog, yeah. uh, the Bulldog Tag Team Championships. Yep. So go and check them out. I mean, I, I cannot say enough right now about Fandu Belts. This is an amazing company. Shipping time was phenomenal. Yeah. It was ordered from china and at my door within six days that's impressive actually <laughs> not six business days, six days but a legitimate six days yeah. so to come from china all the way to canada amazing amazing so it, to yeah. be able to personalize it uh you know or to have it uh you know uh, you can actually get rick flair put on there where if, if you wanted to be very very 100 percent historically accurate because um you didn't get to see in that video while we were playing it because you're only hearing the audio part of it when uh they originally put his name out there it was actually r-i-c-k flair they actually put rick Yes. Flare, which was actually incorrect. So I'm sure that maybe yeah. they picked up on that. So if you wanted to be 100% historically accurate, you would get Rick Flair put on there. But, uh, you know, to the best of my knowledge, you can kind of put what you want on there, you know, within reason. Yeah, obviously. up to eight characters. Up to eight characters. Yes. yes. So that's something to kind of keep in mind for later. And, I mean, you know, for listening here on audio, I mean, it doesn't quite do it justice as to, to kind of see it and kind of hold it in person. So uh, if you get a chance to get your hands on one of these, I think you'll – any wrestling fan would get your hands on this and go, wow. 
And if you're if you're in the area of the record that we do with the podcast, you can always get a hold of me, and I am more than happy to show everybody this belt. Uh, more than happy to let you hold it, let you touch it, let you feel it, let you see the detail in it. You can even put it on and wear it for a couple of minutes if you want. I am very cool with that. And yeah, if you're in the area and uh, want to see this in person, get a hold of me. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Get a hold of me and we'll set up something. So yeah, and reach out to us on social media. And, and speaking of which, on a side note, before we get into our main topics, I think you know when you're kind of getting somewhere as a as a, as a podcast, when before you hit the record button, you have to actually mute your your a certain yeah. tab on your browser because like the social media things are like ding 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 going off. Uh, kind of even as we're recording, you have to keep hitting X to close things down. So yeah, um, you know things are happening when when that happens. Oh yes. So speaking of things happening, we'll get into our main uh, discussions here, and I think the first topic we'll go into uh, is obviously very relevant with what's going on right now, and this is what Brock Lesnar intends to do after SummerSlam because I know we're going for this whole angle now where he wants to basically you know be on his own. Paul Heyman seems to be kind of like they're going for this angle of kind of pushing him off to the side. So I guess it's kind of a two-part thing. You know, what's Brock Lesnar going to do? And going along with that, what is Paul Heyman going to do hmm. when, you know, Brock goes to UFC and, and you know, we don't know what's going to happen after that? Any ideas? Right now, I mean, there's, I mean, there, there's always speculations that are out there as to what's kind of go, going on or what's going to happen. But, yep. I mean, nothing really concrete has come out as of yet. Um, Brock Lesnar leaving for good? Never say never in the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could leave. He could take off and go do some UFC again like he wants to do and come back at some point in a couple of years' time. Um, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 always up in the air, and especially with somebody who, like Brock Lesnar. I mean, Brock yeah. Lesnar is always going to have a welcome uh, home when it comes to the WWE there. I don't think they're ever going to shun him unless he does something very wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pulls like so, a Hulk Hogan thing or something. Yeah. But, but I mean, even with that Hulk <laughs> yeah. Hogan is, you know, it's yeah. been what three years and reinstatements have happened. Exactly. Right. Now, when it comes to Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to see him go. No, I really don't. I'm a big fan of Paul Heyman's and very happy to see him on TV. Um, wish we could see more of him, mm-hmm. but maybe with Brock Lesnar leaving, we will get to see more of Paul Heyman with someone else. Now that someone else, who knows? If you had to pick somebody that you'd like to see him kind of, you know, be that, you know, the manager for, who, who who's on your radar for... Or maybe multiple people. Oh, geez. Um, I'll throw out a few different names here then. Um, Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, Authors of Pain. Um, Braun Strowman. The Ronda Rousey would be kind of the, the on-the-nose one. It would be, but I, I don't, I don't want to see that. Ronda's, no. Ronda's doing quite well on her own mm-hmm. doing what she's doing right now. So I really don't want to see, uh, Paul Heyman and Ronda Rousey together. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there could be, um, a female, like maybe Ember moon 
Hmm. Right? I mean, she she's good she, at what she does. She she can be very good on the mic as well, but to maybe give her that little bit more of a push that she rightfully deserves, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, stick Paul Heyman with Athena or with sorry, Ember Moon, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um and let the two of them create some magic together. What I my prediction of what um I could see happening, I think it was definitely would definitely be the the WWE approach for this is I have a feeling because Brock Lesnar's contract is supposedly up the day after SummerSlam, so the raw of you know happening after SummerSlam is going to be his last appearance that he's obligated for. What I yep. could see happening is that he beats Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, goes to Monday Night Raw and says, "I'm going to UFC. This, this belt is meaningless to me," and he just drops it. And he just gives it up on Raw and just says, "I'm done. See you guys later." This title doesn't mean anything to me, and he walks away. I, I never thought about that approach. Yeah, I mean, with Strowman having this monster in the bank contract that yep. he has, I mean, my my thoughts go more towards, you know, something happening with you yep. know Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns, and you know maybe Roman wins the the belt off yep. of Brock, and then Braun Strowman comes out and takes it from him. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I never. That's that's awesome. I never thought about Lesnar keeping the belt and then just coming in and going, here yep. you go. That's what I could see happening. And as for Paul Heyman, I would like to actually see him. You know, maybe um, maybe go the uh, maybe the stable approach, like maybe bring together like a uh, you know Bobby Roode or you know some of these other guys that are kind of caught in that mid card uh, limbo there. Yeah, and kind of give them a bit of a boost. You know, sad to see you know that somebody like uh, Bobby Roode would kind of need something like that because I mean he's been kind of you know not. I don't think he's been utilized now quite the way that he should be uh, since I uh, come over to that main roster. But, you know, it'll be interesting because I know Paul still has some, um, you know, he does some work with the the storylines and whatnot. So I know that he still has some backstage influence there. Yep. So it was, it's going to be one of those things to, to kind of wait and see what happens. You know, uh, as for Brock Lesnar, you know, staying or coming back after, you know, I really am of the, the school of thought that I just, you know, if he's gonna come back, you know whether it be in a few months or whether it be in a year or two, don't put don't put the don't rush and put the title on him again like <laughs> that. Don't do that. Don't do that again. No. Don't do that again. No. I mean, hopefully by the time if Brock Lesnar does come back, hopefully we'll have some really good established big men. Now, like Braun Strowman, mm-hmm. um, would love to you know at that point see Alistair Black, Killian Dane, right? Yeah, Killian Dane. Alexander Wolf, you know, mm-hmm. like the some of these big guys, um, and I mean for the last two that we that we just spoke about, we may have to break up sanity, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. I think Eric Young could really hold his own. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I don't want to say mid card level, but mid mid title level, we could really see him hold his own in the IC and the US title runs. Uh, but yeah, I mean the big guys have enough of those big guys that are there to really give Brock Lesnar then a run for his money where he doesn't need to have the belt put on him immediately. Mm-hmm. But maybe in time, if contractually we can actually find some way to keep him more than what he has been. Yeah, because this part-time business, I think you know, I think it's really, you know, at the very least short-term has really compromised that universal title and, and made it, you know, virtually meaningless. You know, hopefully that can be repaired, you know, while he's gone doing the UFC thing. 
you know, so again, time will tell with that, uh, but any kind of return, just, you know, keep the belt uh, off of them. I, I think that that's this, doing the part-time thing. It's, you need to come in and I think in that position, be a guy that's helping to put others over and to not just bury everybody else and, you know, grab the title and just never show up. I, yeah. I've never been an idea of that, been a fan of that concept. So, but speaking of people coming back here, the next thing I want to kind of approach here and talk about, uh, of course, dealing with Hulk Hogan. And this, this is, you know, purely speculation, but I'm starting to see it pop up a little bit more. And that is that they're going to use him to bring back the NWO in some kind of capacity. Now, is this something that you'd like to see or is this just a new? I, I don't know. It, it, it really depends on who yep. they decide to, to kind of do this with. Um, and if they can really create another two or three factions mm-hmm. really for the NWO to kind of work with and bounce off of and stuff like that, right? Uh, I mean, we could even see a current faction, you know, kind of mold and meld into the NWO, right? I mean, there's lots that you could really work with if you really wanted to bring the NWO back. Do we really need to? I don't think so. But if need be... It's a good possibility. For me, a couple of things with this. You know, with the NWO, first of all, we already have the new NWO. It's called the Bullet Club. Yeah. So you have that established. But my fear that if Hulk Hogan is involved with this and bringing the NWO back, what I fear is, again, this the WWE approach. It's going to be you're going to have Hall, you're going to have Nash, you're going to have the... You know, you're going to have X-Pac, you're going to have, trip, you're going to have, you know, whoever that, that you can get. And it's just going to be bringing back the old school guys and, you know, let's, you know, milk, get all the blood that we can out of the stone for as long as we can. And then it goes away again. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. It would be like a two month right, so. thing of just appearances by these legends that were in the NWO yeah. and then it's going to fizzle out and be gone again. Good for revenue, possibly. Short term. Short term, it definitely would be. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they need to really do it with the legends no. of the NWO. They could, if they really want to bring the NWO back, they can do it with the stars that they have now. Yeah, I think there's two approaches. I think you either you find some possible way to bring the actual Bullet Club into WWE and be that group and not have to use that NWO moniker, or if you're going to insist on having uh, calling it the NWO, like you had said, you need to use your your new talent to create a, a whole new breed of, of guys in that in that group, rehashing the uh, the old school thing they did that at WrestleMania 31. Yeah, we don't need to see that again for. A good long time, you know. Why is these guys going to start coming out with walkers out to out, out to the ring? Because I mean, these guys can only work for so much longer before their uh, before their pump their bump card is you know completely punched and they can't take anymore. Even Scott yeah. Hall is as in decent shape that he is. You know, once again, these guys can't go like they used to be able to, and it's going to be just a very short term novelty thing. And I, I don't think it's a good idea, personally. As as you're kind of talking there, I'm, I mean, I'm listening, but thinking at the same time here, um, you're right. It, it, we're almost getting to geriatric stage with, with these guys. Yeah, um, Kevin, really Kevin Nash, how many surgeries has he had 
right? Is he really able to kind of kind of get back into the ring and do this stuff? But I I, I was kind of thinking, you know what? Like Hulk Hogan, yeah. the biggest name in professional wrestling ever yep. right now. Um, Triple H, who was part of Degeneration X, yep, right. They both kind of understand factions. Mm-hmm. What is Triple H running right now? He's running NXT. Yeah. So could we see Hulk Hogan go into NXT and create a quote unquote NWO? But instead of it being the New World Order, we've got the Next World Order. Hmm. Yeah. And spelt NXT. NXT. So Next, Next World, World Order. Order. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You know, because then you could possibly, you know, I think definitely then you you bring in those undisputed era guys, Adam Cole, you know, O'Reilly, and and whatnot, and, and Fish, yeah, and Fish, and uh, Roderick Strong, and then yeah, and then maybe build around them. And then, and that way too, you can incorporate maybe Shawn Michaels, who's actually, you know, this is leading into the next topic, uh, you know, with Adam Cole, uh, you know, working with Shawn Michaels because, uh, you know, Hall of Famer uh, DDP is essentially saying Adam Cole is the next Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So that 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 actually segues quite nicely into this topic. You know, um, you know, big things for Adam Cole in the future. You know, especially now that we're hearing all this, and then he's working closely with Sean. Yeah. You know, and, and it seems almost like he's kind of helping them to groom him into being the next version of himself. You know, so it's exciting yeah. because, damn, that's the right guy to deal with. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100% <laughs> yeah. it is. And for those who don't know, Sean Michaels has actually taken a, uh, a position with within NXT. Yeah. Um, he is there to help support, train, do all of this different stuff, give guidance. Um, and honestly, Throughout my fandom career with professional wrestling, the two that I have idolized and tried to emulate the most have been Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Now, Shawn Michaels tried to emulate Ric Flair, yep. right? Now we're getting Adam Cole being the next Shawn Michaels, who was the next Ric Flair, you know, like... It's an amazing progression to see, and I am so happy that Shawn Michaels is there doing that. On a side note, side note as well, uh, going with that, you had mentioned Shawn working at the performance there. They have a great group of coaches there. You have you have Shawn now. You have Sarah Motto. You have Matt Bloom. You have Robbie Brookside. You know you have um, you know Regal helping with uh, promos and stuff like yeah. that. Like they, they get, you know. So it's amazing over now the advantages that these wrestlers coming in now get. You know, even ones that have previous experience are coming in and they're just kind of you know fine tuning them for the, the kind of the WWE approach. I mean, this is something that's really new and very cool to see in the business. You know, that you know they're getting a chance to really, really learn. You know, from these people with a wealth of experience. You know, I mean, from all different approaches. For those who who have who have worked uh, in independent promotions around the country or around the world or whatever, there are certain times when uh, one big name star will come and and do a seminar. Yep. Right. These guys in NXT at the Performance Center, they get a seminar all the time. every training class. So I mean, if anybody ever goes in there and goes. I'm not going to listen to these people because they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they need to just leave yep. because they are getting probably the the best of the best of the best 
when it comes to professional wrestling, teaching them how to do it. Yeah, I mean, and you just see, you know, the result of that with, you know, you know, not only, you know, with the way that NXT is booked, but the the production, you know, not too over the top, but then, you know, just you see all the results from all that, you know, essentially teaching coming from that performance center and, you know, NXT really thrives because of that. So, you know, I would almost go say as far as to say maybe some of these main roster guys should maybe, you know, be dropping in there a little bit more often. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, it's a very cool thing, and uh, like you said, yeah, it's it's something that's uh, definitely revolutionary in this business. And uh, yeah, it's a very cool thing to see. And, and, and Shawn Michaels uh, grooming Adam Cole to be essentially the next Shawn Michaels. I'm excited to see where that could go. I definitely am as well. I mean, both of them kind of kind of really have the same the same look, the same build, uh, almost the same move set, same attitude, same Absolutely. you know everything. And Adam Cole, I have to say, really doesn't have the um, Shawn Michaels Bret Hart era type of attitude. He's really got more of a new Shawn Michaels, um, born again Christian. Uh, attitude to him. He, Adam Cole seems to be one of these people who is very humble and very thankful for, you know, what's been given to him. Uh, And yeah, I mean, just, you can see it. You, you just, if you see Adam Cole wrestle, you can just see the comparisons between him and Shawn Michaels. And it's just, it's phenomenal. And I'm, I'm so happy that this is actually coming out now that, you know, Shawn Michaels is working close with, uh, he might not even be, I, I mean, I don't know. This is just something that DDP is, has kind of thrown out there. Right. Nope. And I mean, DDP knows what he's talking about. Yeah, absolutely. He's another one of those amazing names in the business. So I agree. I agree. DDP. If you haven't had a chance to watch Adam Cole work since he's come over to WWE, go obviously check out NXT and you'll see, and it's just, it's, it's incredible. But in circling back around to, to Hulk Hogan, uh, his involvement in this whole thing, for the love of God, I mentioned this before, for the love of God, keep it to being like a mentor coming out, you know, to get a cheap pop and, you know, maybe being the, you know, the kind of the puppet master for this whole thing. But for the love of God, Terry, Terry Balea, Hulk Hogan, whatever you want to call him, do not wrestle again, please. Uh, there's nobody that wants to see you in the ring again, brother. No, no. Um, we've we've had our time. We've had our days with Hulk Hogan in the ring, and, and countless, countless amazing memories that he is that he has done over the years. Dude, you really have done enough, and I think now is the time to come in as a mentor. Yep, do the Shawn Michaels approach, helping Adam Cole. Maybe find, maybe have maybe Hulk Hogan, maybe um, mentor like Braun Strowman or something like that. You know, for somebody else who can you know fill that you know that, that kind of role or something. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but you know to just kind of you know maybe guide him and you know give him some uh, some stories, some experiences and whatnot to kind of work off of. Yeah, you know, for the love of God, don't get back in there. No, we don't need you. We love you, brother, 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 but. Yeah, enough is enough. Let this new generation take over. And uh, we'll keep the nostalgia to going back and looking at the WWE Network to see what you've done previously. That's that right. is more than sufficient. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a brief break here and talk, you know, come back and we're going to talk about an interesting topic that, you know, I think 
we were originally in it, we were going to tackle something else, but I think we uh, kind of called an audible before hitting the record button here because there's something that I think that uh, could be a good discussion in here. And uh, we will take a brief break here and listen to some people that endorse our, our, the JK podcast. And we're going to come back and talk about women professional wrestlers and kind of just their attire and their appearance and the whole persona that goes along with that. So here we go. What's up? It's Mikey O from the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find us at AverageMarks.com, on Facebook and Twitter at The Average Marks. Look, Patrick and myself, we don't claim to be insiders. We're just two average Joes who love the wrestling business, and we talk about our passion on a weekly podcast. We've interviewed some of the biggest names in wrestling today, WWE superstar Elias and Broken Matt Hardy, Sammy Callahan, The Draw, Johnny Impact, Austin Aries, Impact commentator Josh Matthews, YouTube superstar Matt Zion from Reckless Eating, and the list goes on and on and on, and it will not stop there. So, if you want to listen to a podcast that's just as passionate about the wrestling business as you are, check us out, AverageMarks.com, Facebook and Twitter, at The Average Marks, and we're a proud member of the Roar Network, powered by TheGorillaPosition.com, AverageMarks.com. This is CWE champion Hotshot Danny Duggan, and you're listening to my preferred podcast, the J&K Podcast. Make sure to check us out live on our next tour as CWE presents WWE legend Brutus the Barber Beefcake, October 22nd to November 21st on the Struttman Cutting Tour. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on the JNK podcast. Now, before the break, uh, we said that we're going to come back and talk about uh, women's attire and professional wrestling here. But before we get to that, uh, just a brief uh, shout out again to Danny Duggan from CWE. Of course, coming in November back to Sault Ste. Marie with an amazing lineup. And speaking of amazing lineups, you also heard from the uh, Average Marks, our friends over there, also with the Roar Network. They recently had Air Paris on their show with an interview who used to work with AJ Styles and whatnot. Yep. Now, he has a show coming up in Rome, Georgia, and I, the, we had the poster in front of us here. Let's start naming out the names that are <laughs> that are on for the show. We have Sandman, we have Wildcat, Chris Harris, and James Storm together. Yes. We have Demolition, Ronnie Garvin, Mean Gene Okerlund. We have Jeff and Karen Jarrett. We have Daphne, Jillian Hall, Francine, Nikita Koloff. Yep. We have Tom Pritchard. We have Booker T and the Young Bucks, and this list isn't done yet. No, it definitely <laughs> is not done. I mean, this is insane. There's there might be more names that are going to be added to this, but we don't know right now. But I mean, these are just top notch names. We're looking, you know, Jeff Jarrett. We're looking the Young Bucks, Booker T, Sandman. I mean, James Storm, Chris Harris. I mean, like the. This is like a who's who of <laughs> professional wrestling um, going from, you know, older to like now. Like this is a huge mix of amazing names that are going to be at this show. 
all being presented by Air Paris. And this is... <laughs> if, you wow. have, if you have a checklist with basically with a checkbox or anything that you would want a wrestling show, like every marker, you have the old school wrestling, you have the extreme wrestling, you have the, the, the tag team wrestling, you have women's wrestling, you have some of the newer generation with the young bucks. I mean, it literally like there's something here for every single kind of wrestling fan on this one show. It's ridiculously awesome. I wish I could go to this. And I mean, if all of that (laughs) alone doesn't make you excited for something like this, how about they're going to throw a party because there is going to be a super kick party because the young bucks are going to be there. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I I would love to to go check out the show, but uh, you know, Hopefully, maybe it'll be available in some kind of format that we can somehow possibly watch. Yeah, that would that would be awesome if it is. Right. Yeah, but back to our final uh, discussion here. We're um, you know what kind of sparked this conversation was actually something over on the GorillaPosition.com. Uh, a topic I've come up, had come up about uh, Ronda Rousey and kind of you know her ring attire. It's very very kind of simple. Doesn't look comfortable to kind of wrestling because she's always kind of adjusting herself. It's a it's a, a polarizing topic amongst wrestling fans because you're going to have, you know, the women wrestling fans are going, you know, well, she can't, you know, dress like like so-and-so because then that's just, you know, it's objectifying women and that kind of stuff, which it's, it's always going to go in that direction. But yeah. uh, what is there, is there a happy medium that we can reach at here? Or like in, in, in our, both of our opinions here, what, what's proper wrestling attire these days for women wrestlers? Um, see, that's, that's hard because yeah. I, I really don't, I really don't know that there is any type of proper mm-hmm. attire. I mean, I'll put it to you this way, okay? My my view on it is the proper attire is going to be clothing that is worn that does not allow anything to accidentally pop out, <laughs> exactly. okay? Yeah. So if you're having to, uh, you know, if you take a bump, if you take a body slam, if you take, you know, what, whatever type of move and you land on the mat and you're having to now adjust your top because you're afraid your breast might pop out or you're having to adjust your shorts because things are riding up a little bit too high, <laughs> yeah. uh, then it's not proper attire. Yeah. I mean... Shock value, sure, that would be great for television. Ronda Rousey pops out of her shirt, right? Yeah. Wow. But we're supposed but to be past those days now. We're, exactly. That's <laughs> the, we're we're past those days yeah. of shock value when it comes to the WWE. So, I see Ronda Rousey kind of adjusting mm-hmm. a lot in her matches, and I don't know. It's just. What she's wearing is good. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like it. It's it's a good look because, I mean, essentially this is kind of what she was wearing in a, in the UFC, right? She, you know, yeah. very similar. Um, I don't know if it really works for the WWE though. We really need to to maybe find something that that can work with the character that she's building. Yeah. Um, and allow things to stay in place. You know, I, I think a good couple of examples uh, I'll throw here that that I think uh, works the best for for what needs to be kind of accomplished with this. Because again, this is sports entertainment. Okay. Now, I think it, you know specifically in WWE, uh, who I think does it properly is Bailey. It's uh, it, it's functional, like uh, it's pants, but the top part is still enough there to you know 
to give some kind of attractiveness factor there as well. Because, sure. I mean, it's women's wrestling. I mean, you, you want to appeal to the fans. You, you, obviously, you want something to, to look at as well, right? Um, our friend uh, Alpha Female Jazzy, her ring attire, I think, works perfectly for it. Oh, yeah. It's, you still you look powerful, but you still look feminine at the same time. Yes. Uh, so I think writing that line somewhere in between, I think, is work, what works best. You know, I think you can go too far in either directions. You can look too casual or, you know, you can go to where, you know, there's just, like you said, stuff popping all over the place. That's that's too yeah. much. That's going back to our, our Divas area, which we don't want to descend into again. So that's how I can see it. I think that those two ride a nice kind of fine line in between. Definitely they do. Um, you, you really have to wear and go with what works with your <laughs> character. Yeah. You, I, I take a look at somebody like Awesome Kong or Karma, mm-hmm. as she was known in the WWE, right? That attire works for her. Somebody like Nia Jax, mm. that attire works for her, yeah. right? Alexa Bliss, the attire that she has works, works for her, for her yep. right? And I think they really haven't found that attire that really works for Ronda Rousey yet. Um, if maybe I can make a suggestion. Yep. She's got this whole rowdy Ronda Rousey uh, going on, very much so reminiscent of Rowdy Roddy Piper, who she was a huge fan of. Let's capitalize on that a little bit. Now, keep the shorts that she's wearing because they're working, but let's throw a kilt on her. Mm-hmm. You know, something that she can work in because we've seen other women wrestlers that, that, that wear like a skirt kind of right when, when they're wrestling, um, throw that around Ronda Rousey and that's going to add a little bit more to the persona that she's got that top that she wears though, really needs to change. She's constantly adjusting it. It's it's visible on the shows. You can really see it. Yep. I don't know if maybe they need, you know, uh, some double-sided tape or better double-sided tape yeah, to be able good. to kind of maybe hold the bottom of it uh, to her a little bit better. Yep. But it, it would work if they used something to hold it better in place so that we don't accidentally have this shock factor of something being revealed. And I think, you know, the, 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 uh, <laughs> we're actually looking at a picture yeah. right now as we're kind of yeah. talking about, it. I, I think the bottom half too, I think needs to be kind of revamped this whole granny panty kind of look thing. I, yeah. I, I don't think that, that, you know, just works for her, just her physical appearance, you know, and, you know, I'm sure maybe some of the women wrestling fans out there are going to tear me a new one for having said that comment, but <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't work for her. I think that you need to, like I said, you know, with, um, with Jazzy and with, um, with Bailey, I think they, 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 they ride that line in between of still looking powerful, but still looking attractive at the same time. And I think that that's the, the right approach to use. Now, do you think that's because they're wearing pants? I think it has something to do with it. Yeah, I th- it, it does have something to do with it. You know, it, it's it's showing, you know, enough, but without being too. You know, we don't want to get into the uh, Terry Runnels or uh, you know uh, the cat and that kind of stuff to where we're just we're just going way off the deep end in the other direction, right? So yeah, no, no, I I, I get that hundred percent. I do. Yeah. Um, 
I don't think that the, personally, I don't think that that would really work for Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Um, does Charlotte need pants? Nope. Not everybody right? does. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And, and I, I don't think that Ronda really, really needs the, the tights or the pants no. per se. Um, but I do agree that something with the bottom needs to change because it looks like she's wearing a black pair of depends. Um, <laughs> it really does. It, it, it does. Yeah. And, and some sort of change with that. And I personally, like I said, would love to see it go to a kilt of some sorts, whether it's, I mean, they have, I don't even know what they call them. They're, they're shorts and they're skorts. That's it. A skort, wow. right? So, I mean, they're, they're, it's a skirt and shorts built in together. If Ronda Rousey can have a, a court, I guess a kilt and shorts together, right? Hmm. Something along that lines, because she's really building on this whole Roddy Piper thing and Roddy Piper. That's what he, he would wear down to the ring. He would wear a kilt. Why don't we have her in some sort of kilt short combination that can, that she can actually wrestle in and work with. Right. So wouldn't that make that a shlurt or we might have to create a new word for that. Well, I just did a court, a court, a kilt, a and short. shorts. Hmm. We'll have to see. Yeah, I think yours might work better. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to make new words on this episode here today. Uh, but, oh, jeez. Uh, I think either way, you know, I think you know, nailing her her look down, I think uh, will definitely be a, a good thing for going forward. And then you know, just refining more in the ring. I, I think. I, you know, this is getting off on a bit of another topic with her, but I think that um, we're starting to venture down the Shayna Baszler uh, road again a little bit, and a little too much of the, you know, I'm an MMA, MMA fighter trying to, to fight you, right? This is professional wrestling. This isn't a fist fight, right? So that, that, that too, I think, needs to be worked on a little bit more. I, 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 I do agree. It really does. Um, I didn't expect Ronda Rousey to really come out and wrestle, Mm-hmm. right away right. R- really not um and honestly right now i i still don't mm-hmm. so kind of what, what she's doing with this whole mma kind of persona within professional wrestling for right now i feel is working yeah. for now for now right um do i think we're ever going to see Shayna baszler kind of transition away from that i i don't think so but i can see ronda rousey really doing that because of the past love that she's had for professional wrestling. Um, I mean, it might take somebody kind of coming up to her going, Hey, listen, maybe you need to change things up a little bit. Let's work together. Let's get you some more wrestling into you as opposed to just coming out fists, ground and pound and done Let's see what we can do to make you into one of the best women's professional wrestlers in history, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and you know it's one of those things where I just don't want to. You know, I mentioned with uh, all the punching and stuff like that. I don't want to see it too. And, you know, this is maybe you know a little far fetched, but I really don't think so. That if we start seeing too much of this, and if this is the way that the the sport kind of evolves, I just I. I don't want to see it turn into the, the brawl for all again because, you know, with all the, the punching and kicking, I mean, that's not really what, you know, it's supposed to be a rare occurrence in professional wrestling, not to where we're just punching and kicking all the time. 
Yes. You know, that, again, you know, that's the old school wrestling fan in me coming out again. But, you know, when I see too much of it, I mean, it just, it, it, it can look kind of hokey. And, and, you know, given the talent, some pull it off better than others and it can look hokey, not pulled off properly. That's right. Pretending to, to punch and kick. So <laughs> yeah. That's where I start to have the issue, right? So, and I can understand, you know, the, the MMA fan coming over to professional wrestling, watching that can get some appreciation out of that kind of stuff. But, you know, and I, can, I, you know that's, I think, where some of the conflict can kind of happen there. And the disagreements, I think, amongst fans who uh, kind of come from different approaches and different backgrounds. So, Yeah, definitely it does. I mean, I, I work in a, I guess you could say, customer service, really, type of industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a security professional. I work as a security personnel at a um, government site here in Sault Ste. Marie. Yep. And... I see people all the time, right? And when I'm in my vehicle, um, I have on the back of my vehicle, I have stickers from uh, collarandelbowbrand.com. And I've got the pro wrestling is not a crime sticker. And it's the biggest one that's on there. And people will stop and talk to me about it all the time. They're like, wow, you know, pro wrestling, blah, blah, blah. They use the F word. You know, mm. the four-letter F word. The dread um, four-letter F word in professional wrestling. Yes. Yeah. The, for those who don't understand, we're talking the word fake, um, <laughs> which I, I mean, I, I correct people and I, I tell them, you know what, like, let's not say fake. Let's say it's predetermined. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then we kind of get into a discussion about, you know, things. And then uh, I'll see a lot of people that are like, oh, well, what about MMA? Do you watch that? I'm a huge fan of MMA and I like the whole realism to it and blah, blah, blah. And we just, we have really good discussions about it, but yeah, I mean, it's a totally different world going from an MMA fan to a pro wrestling fan and then trying to, to kind of meld the two of them together with Shayna Baszler and with ronda rousey right it's it's difficult to do it can be done Mm -hmm. but it's difficult to do but i have noticed like you said there is a lot of appreciation on both ends from mma fans and professional wrestling fans who have both kind of gone and taken a look and seen this and said to themselves wow entertainment from both sides MMA and mm-hmm. pro wrestling, how can we not appreciate this? True. And I, I think it's benefited and I think it's, you know, it could have hindered things at the same time, you know, um, you know, different areas pulling from, I, I, I think in my opinion, at least I think one time where they, they tried to do it and I don't think it necessarily worked for them. I, think, I don't know if it'll be damaging to, to them in the long term, but when they had uh, Mayweather versus uh, Conor McGregor for that that, that boxing fight, mm-hmm. and they so over promoted, and they had Conor talk so much trash, yeah, and then saying I'm going to beat you, I'm going to school you, and and then for for Mayweather to to beat him like he did, I, I think trying to build that up in almost kind of that pro wrestling kind of, of, of approach, I think really really backfired on it, and I think you know not only made Mayweather look a little bit foolish, but really 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 made Conor look foolish, and then this whole tough guy persona uh, MMA guy. Well, you just got schooled by a boxer, a guy who knows one discipline. And yeah. then you're supposed to be good at all these different things, and then you couldn't hold your own with that. So I think that, um, you know, I think they need to, I think we all need to be careful what we kind of pick and choose to kind of capitalize on for, you know, when it comes to pro wrestling and, you know, boxing or kickboxing or MMA and that kind of stuff, you know, what you borrow. You know, pick it carefully because I think that, uh, yeah, 
some things can be good. I think, you know, hyping up fights or anything can be good to a certain extent, but don't get carried away with it. It's it's very true. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I can't say anything more than that. You hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. You know, and, you know, with wrestling, barring stuff from MMA, again, you know, be careful. Don't take too much because I think, you know, going a little too far like that, you know, could cause some issues unforeseen down the road. So they're wanting to go the real approach a little too much. If the WWE starts doing weigh-ins, and you know, then I'll start having an issue, yeah, right? Because that is that's a boxing and an MMA thing. You see them, they come out, they get onto the scale, they you know, do the pose with the fists up at each other. WWE, do not, I repeat, <laughs> do not take that approach and do that stuff. It's not needed for the WWE, it's not needed for professional wrestling at all. No. Um, so. Whoever from the WWE that has been listening to our podcast from the gorillaposition.com on the Roar Network, sponsored by collarandelbowbrand.com, trying to get it all out here at once. <laughs> yep. uh, whoever's listening, please take that to whoever is the powers to be and make sure that does not happen. Exactly. It doesn't need to. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a good way to end off here, Carl. As usual, you tell everybody about our social media, and I will let them know all the platforms they can find us on when it comes to listening to the show. Definitely. Um, I just, because, you know, I kind of mentioned them already. I just want to kind of mention again our sponsors that we have. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com. They just came through a one-year anniversary sale, and we were the first Collar and Elbow Brand sponsored podcast that they allowed to come in and join their brand. We are so happy that they were able to allow us to come in and that we are able to help support them as well. So now make sure you go to collarandelbowbrand.com. There is a promo code that we can give you guys to use. The promo code is JKPODCAST. Take a look at what they've got. They've got new stuff. They've got clearance stuff. Anything that you want is right there at collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the code JKPODCAST. Get yourself an extra 10% off your entire purchase by using that promo code. And that even works on the clearance stuff, people. Use the promo code JKPODCAST, get 10% off. We want to thank our friends over at thegorillaposition.com and the newly established Roar Network. This is an amazing network that has several different podcasts on it. We can only go up from here with the Roar Network. Make sure that you go and check out thegorillaposition.com for amazing articles written with the mentality of a pro wrestling illustrated type of look at things. No BS, no filters, nothing like that. No dirt sheet stuff happening with these guys. Just good journalism happening at thegorillaposition.com. And you get to hear both Big Joe and myself, Carl Carafel, on that Roar Network. Now, I do want to mention there is a new sponsor for the JNK podcast that has just come in. For those of you who don't know, I am a vapor. I have used it in the past to quit smoking. 
Joe used vaping as well to help yep. himself quit smoking. These guys got a hold of me. The company called Vape City or sorry, Hype City Vapors. Hype City Vapors is the company. You can check them out at hypecityvapors.com. I'm going to be working closely with them and hopefully soon I will have a promo code for you guys who are vapors to use to order yourselves some juice from Hype City Vapors. Now, I just got the entire collection that they have. Uh, I shouldn't say entire collection, but I got a portion of their entire collection. Uh, and we're looking, they've got dripping donut, fl- uh, uh, flavor. They've got banana pancake. They have uh, morning dew, which is honeydew and like vanilla ice cream. There's apple pie, there's peach, and there's like a Tropicana with a pineapple and coconut flavor to oh. it. Right now, I'm actually vaping on the Morning Dew, and I can tell you there is a nice cloud from it, and there is a beautiful taste coming from it as well. So with all of that being said, you can always check out all of these sponsors that we have by taking a look at our social media. We're looking Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, on all three of those, you can find us by searching at JK Podcasts. We need to include the S on the end. Absolutely. All right. And, of course, for listening to the uh, podcast, you can find us on Podbean, on Google Play Music, on the Google dedicated Podbean app, and any of those other podcatchers. And, of course, on thegrillposition.com as part of the Roar Network. And I have my new collar elbow stuff coming in with using uh, all that uh, new the new promotion that they go on. So make sure and check it out too. There's some good stuff there. And uh, delivery time is very, very prompt. So I know I'll be getting mine very soon. Yeah. And you can be too if you uh, go and take advantage of this offer right now. So that is a great way to end off. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Ciao. Okay, bye. This is Ryan Bowman, editor in chief of the GorillaPosition.com, and you're listening to the J and K podcast.